Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, and prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime. You can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is entitled, The Importance and Power of the Truth. And I'm going to read you the promotional material so we can lay this foundation and we're going to proceed with our, our talk and discussion today. So the short pitch is, God's truth sets us free, and I hope all of us believe that. And then it says, lies of the enemy keep us in bondage. So today we have access to so much information. We are informed through electronic means, print media, radio broadcasts, and interviews, and that's just to name a few. Nowadays, who determines what is a good source of information? That's a question that we all need to ask ourselves. And what verification process is used for information that is being disseminated? Why do so many of us automatically entertain what we read or hear? And from where does this information come? It's almost like who knows. And then when do we decipher if this information is accurate or not? And ultimately, How will this information affect our lives? God's truth is based on fact. It is recorded and verifiable. The world's truth is based on a perspective that is governed by a different set of principles. Can we trust its source? Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's John 8, 32. So years ago, I learned how to study the Bible via the inductive Bible approach. So it's called inductive Bible study, and it was uh, Kay and Jack Arthur who uh, founded Precept Ministries, and this inductive Bible study approach was introduced, and it hit like wildfire. And I love studying the Bible, I love reading the Bible, but I like studying the Bible, and I found an approach that really, really worked for me. So essentially this is how it goes. When you read a passage, then you proceed to observe and interpret. So once you've read something, it's like, okay, what is it saying? And then there were questions that we asked ourselves, and that was the who, what, why, where, when, and how questions. So for instance, who wrote the book or the passage? What does this book or passage mean? Why is this book and passage, why was it even written? And then where is the geographical setting or location? When was this book or passage written? And how am I going to apply what I've read to my life? What's the personal application for me? And the application always came after I was confronted 
with the truth. So this approach, this inductive Bible study approach, helped me to better understand the geographical locations, the figure of speech, traditions, culture, people, and the historical setting, which helped me also to keep what I was reading in context. And then once I made the personal application, it made sense. So even though the Bible times were over, are over 2,000 years ago, many years ago, we who are living in the 21st century are contending with the same conflict between good and evil. Somehow, though, today we sort of blindly accept whatever we are being told, and the sad thing about it is oftentimes we believe it. There is a danger in entertaining anything but the truth. There are lies out there that distort God's truth, but God's truth will dismantle the enemy's lies and set us free. We must know the importance and power of the truth. And when we are confronted with the truth, therein lies the opportunity and the time for us to make a personal application. So, of course, I want to review a few scriptures, and it's just a few. Boy, this could be a study that could go on for a long time, but I'm going to just review a few. And I want to start out with 1 John, not, excuse me, not 1 John, but John chapter 1 and verse 14. So we know that John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning with God. And then John 1:14 drops down and says, And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the Word. He embodies the Word. And then John 14 and 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he was actually responding to, I believe it was Thomas, who said, Lord, you know, how are we going to know where you're going and how are we going to know the way to go? And so Jesus made this response, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then John 17, verses 17 through 18, are a couple of passages that are taken from Christ's intercessory prayer. And those passages say, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And verse 18 says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And then we have one more, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, and it says, rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, We commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Now, those particular uh, passages talk about the word and, and its truth, and we need to know it. We need to apply it. We need to practice it. We need to understand it. We need to speak it. And in contrast to those passages, I've got John 8, 44. Now, remember I said there's this age-old conflict, whether you're talking about biblical times or you're talking about the 21st century, but the same conflict is going on between good and evil. And in John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, you belong to the father, the devil, and you, went to carry, and you want to carry out your father's desires. 
He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, and there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, and he is a liar and the father of lies. So Jesus embodies the truth. He embodied the truth. And Satan is Christ's diametrical opposite. 100% of the time, he presents deceit, dishonesty, and lies. God's entire plan is based on the premise that converted believers know that God is true. If he is not true to his word or to his own way of life, how can he be trusted? I trust him. You trust him. So we have to understand and know and believe and receive that he is true. We must live by faith in this true God and in what he says. Truth forms the very basis and foundation of our reality as a person who has been converted from a sinner to a saint. I am currently a co-facilitator of a women's Bible study, and we're reading a book entitled Lies Women Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free. This book is by Nancy Leigh DeMoss, and the ISBN number is 08024-7296-6. Now, there are uh, 11 chapters that cover lies that we women have bought into, lies that the enemy have told us, the enemy has told us, and lies that we have been led to believe about God, ourselves, about sin, about priorities, about marriage, about children, emotions, about circumstances. And then the last two chapters are about countering these lies with the truth. And then the truth that sets us free. A life that is full of lies is a life of bondage. A life in bondage is not an abundant life at all. And John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they they may have life and have it to its fullest. And some versions say that they may have it more abundantly. So consider this. There is a personal, living, almighty God whose ways and laws are intrinsically right. They are true. Our aim is to model ourselves after Jesus Christ and his example. We want to become more and more like Christ. And because we have God's spirit within us, we can be honest. We can willingly speak the truth and acknowledge it when it is shown to us. And then we can use it in our everyday practical situations. I love the fact that uh, the word of God says in First Timothy, excuse me, First Peter, uh, chapter two, and verse uh, eight, uh, verse nine, I should say, talks about we being a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. We are special. 
We serve a true and living God, a God who is truth, a God who cannot lie. So God is progressing us. We are a royal priesthood, the kings and the priests, that is, the leaders and the teachers and the examples of the way of life that's based on the truth that has been revealed to us. We are in the family of God and must embody truth truth as Jesus did. In other words, we have to live out the truth. We have to speak the truth. We have to practice truth. We have to discern truth. And we, too, will put the truth personified. This has to occur. I mean, we have to follow through with this. We have to do this to the best of our abilities with the help of the Holy Spirit who will bring things all things to our remembrance and also do the convicting of sin. So when we encounter information today in the 21st century, and there's a lot of information out there. I said we have access to information through electronic means, print media, radio broadcasts, and interviews. And again, that is just to name a few. We have to ask ourselves the who, what, why, where, when and how questions to be sure that we know that the information that we've read, heard, and or received is truth or lies. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining us today. And remember, we are always encouraged. If you are encouraged or Uh, Go through some life change or something that's prompting you to study the Word of God. That's the whole purpose of our Hope for Today podcast is to encourage you to do your own studying. Look into the inductive Bible study approach so that you can really delve into what the Word of God is saying, the truth of the Word of God. So with that, I'd like to say God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we will talk again in a couple of weeks.